This is Creative Drive. I'm Eric Torres. Welcome to Episode 9 of Creative Drive. I want to start by saying thanks to all our returning listeners and for the folks just joining us or joining us more recently. Just to kind of reiterate, Creative Drive is a podcast all about creativity and making it happen in the real world. I tend to keep these podcasts pretty loose and informal. You might hear a cat run by, a plane fly overhead, or a car peel out because I'm recording these at my house, in my office, upstairs, and this is real world podcasting here. So yeah, it's going to sound like that from time to time maybe. But anyway... I want to kind of give you guys an update about where I've been. I've been missing for a couple months from my creative drive project, I guess you'd say, experiment. I've never podcasted before, before these recordings, so this is my ninth level of learning, I guess you might say. And um, yeah, we'll dive into a topic that's going to be a little bit of a change up over what I thought I'd be talking about. But uh, why don't I catch you guys up first on a couple things. So over the past couple months, the big thing that's really happened was the Phoenix Comic Con, and that was at the beginning of June. So for the past seven years, we've had a 10 by 10 booth there, and it's the only con or convention that I've really, you know, done routinely. Um, I have gone to some other conventions, comic conventions, um, in other parts of Arizona, but Phoenix Comic Con is is really where I've really learned to be an exhibitor. And so we feature the World of Renaga creations that I make, and that includes art and books and games. So every year we meet a lot of new people, we make new friends. This year was no different. Uh, Phoenix Comic Con 2014 was gigantic. I think it was almost... 70,000 people, I want to say, someone out somewhere out there, someone knows the exact figure, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to make it sound more like than what it might be, but I thought I heard that it was, you know, between that 68, 67,000 mark this year, maybe, I could be wrong, but whatever, um, it was a lot of people. It was our best year in terms of support as well, so that was great. I think every year we've seen our our um, engagement of customers going up, and that's great. But beyond that, I really take the time to, to talk to everyone who comes up and answer questions and ask questions about where they're from. And so I encourage you guys, if you didn't get to go this year, maybe we could see you out there in 2015. But it's becoming a really big convention um, with lots to see that is not even comic book related. It's just more pop culture related and stuff. So it's a fun time. I really like it. The other things that were going on had to do with family and some travel that I was doing, so not to bore you with a bunch of that stuff, but I I commute to work. It's a pretty big rat race for me. Like I've mentioned before, I have a day job, and projects like Creative Drive are done on my spare time. And uh, sometimes I want to have some downtime for a while. So what we did was this year, we at the beginning of the summer, we left a place that's pretty much 100% hot, Arizona desert, and we went to a place that's like 10% less hotter. 
um, Palm Springs, California. So we just hung out by a pool there. We rented a, a house on the Airbnb thing um, and had a good time with some friends and family. And I was able to do some drawing and play some cards and some Mario Kart and just kind of chill for a while. And it was really good. I was glad that I had time to do that. So to get started on this topic of starting or restarting, I wanted to share with you guys that, um, you know, in the past couple months, I've been in this mode of, I don't know, I don't want to say course correction, because that sounds like I was going in a really bad place or direction, but I guess I, I really want to view it as maybe evolving my work or the way I approach my work. Um, you know, sometimes when we take a step back from all our big ideas and the plans that we have, we can see things more completely. And I think this is what kind of happened to me over the past couple months. Um, it's led to some big realizations about how I'm spending my time and what worth that time has, really. And in what ways that I might be growing or maybe even impeding my growth. And I, I don't know, that might have happened, that might happen to you guys too. But in this episode, I'll be talking about a lot of things I'm seeing in my own situation. I hope this doesn't come across as too me-focused. I just think there might be some things here that you guys could learn from, maybe apply to your situation. Now, at the end of episode 8 of Creative Drive, I mentioned that I'd be talking about some presentation skills for artists and designers. Well, I still plan to do that, but... Um, we got a new topic, a different topic that I was more inspired to talk about this time around, so bear with me on that. So let me explain what I was, I'm kind of feeling at this point. So over the past couple months, I've been feeling pretty reflective. It's a big milestone year for me. I'll be 40 this year. In my head, I mean, I still feel 25. And in my head, I hope I can just perpetually stay 25 for as long as possible. But you know, I'm not. I'm I'm older than that, and my time is becoming more valuable. I'm starting to wake up to my mortality a little bit more, and I've purposely taken this step back from any production on projects over the past couple months to really just think about what I'm focusing on and evaluating what I really want to do with the coming hours and days and and years of my life. And you guys, I won't get too heavy on all this. I'm really going to just talk about this in terms of creativity and really the attention that I give to that personal value that I have of, of creative um, expression and stuff. So anyways, there's five things I'm really going to touch on. The first is that, you know, I've had to take a step back and say, hey, I'm not a company. I'm a person, right? And Having a company is important. I have a company called Specimen, and it's important when you don't want to get into legal trouble and you want to do things right so that people like state officials and IRS agents and other people who could complicate your life don't have a reason to come after you. So my company, Specimen, is going to stick around for as long as it can. But it's always been important to me to be more accessible to customers than just, you know, a company facade, right? Or a, a storefront idea. Um, so via social media and email, I think most people would say that I've been 
really responsive to any questions or inquiries that I've received. Some people, you know, email me asking, hey, how did you do this? Or where did you go for that? And how can I learn to do this? And, you know, can you tell me how you did this other thing when it comes to maybe setting up my business or um, exhibiting at a convention? And, you know, for the most part, I'd say 95% of the time, I just tell people what they are asking about. You know, I'll give them information. I don't charge for that information. And I don't penalize people with some sort of, you know, hey, you owe me later because I helped you with something. That's not really who I was raised to be and it's not who I am. But my time is valuable, right? I can't, as time goes by and the inquiries have increased, I've had to determine, okay, well, how do I want really want to approach this? So it's made me think about, well, if it's if if it's important for to me to have a personal, you know, connection with people, can I do a better job of showing this personal approach in how I present the creations that I imagine? And the answer is yes, I need to do a better job there because my goal is to have specimen take more of a backseat and start promoting the projects that I work on with more of this personal connection. That's what really comes natural to me anyway. So, you know, for a long time, I thought that I had to have a company name or, you know, an LLC or a incorporation, you know, or be incorporated to be taken seriously. Well, I think if social media and internet culture in general has taught us anything, it's that being an individual is always appreciated. People like interacting with other people. So I think that's really where I'm at with this whole subject of trying to be more of a person in the eyes of those who engage with my work and, and the creations that I am passionate about making. So some ways I plan to kind of affect this is that I'm giving thought to how my work is perceived. So do people find enjoyment and meaning personality in my creations or just more of the same that they see everywhere else and that's a question that I have to evaluate because art and design are very different but at the same time I think design can transcend and become art in the mind of you know customers or supporters or enthusiasts who want to see you succeed and I'd really like to make sure that that's the quality of attention I'm putting into everything I do. I'll also be kind of just adjusting how I, you know, do my online presence on my Behance site. Uh, Behance is a online portfolio site. Just taking a look at what kind of pieces I have there and what I'm saying about them and trying to put more quality and more story into what I've done there. Also project sites that I do. And if I do a blog at some point and, and really get a formal blog going, I've always dabbled in the blogging thing, but because I have an artist's soul, it's kind of hard for me to keep for that to keep my attention. So it's kind of re been relegated to posts where I just share what's happened in the past week or something or that day. It's not really anything too major, but, you know, if I ever get into blogging more or, you know, transition from, from you know, doing podcasts now and then to doing them even more regularly, whatever I want to do, I just want to make sure that I'm doing it more concise and making things more easy to understand 
when you get that first impression of, you know, who I am. So that's something I've been giving a lot of thought to. Another thing that I've been really giving a lot of attention to is social media. I want to conversate with people more, and I don't want to ever get into a pattern of just pushing messages out there. In the past five months, I think I've reached this new level of fatigue with social media that I've never really experienced before. You know, when I bought into this whole idea of social media, which was, I don't know, in the early 2000s somewhere, 2005, 2006, you know, I was sold on this idea that Twitter and Facebook and all these things would lead to more meaningful conversations with people. Well, I don't know about you guys, but the reality to me is that it hasn't. It's really led to more... Well, I take that back. It has led to some conversations, but they're all in the context of this of these forums where it's all about ads and pushing messages and buy now messages and, you know, link bait and things on Facebook that I won't believe are real, so I better click this link to find it. Like, these are the kinds of things that have just saturated these social media sites. And I know that sounds maybe a little bit like I'm painting with a broad brush, but when you really sit down and look at your your profile, you look at your timeline, your Twitter feed, whatever, what kind of value are you getting from what you're seeing? And I guess that's the question I'm asking myself. It's different for everyone. You know, even when it comes to like sites that I like to frequent, like Wired or Polygon or NPR, when I read an article and I get to the bottom and I look at some of the comments, oftentimes it's a bunch of negativity. It's a bunch of trolling, you know, and just not really meaningful dialogue. And this has even bled over into, again, social media. So much negativity that's out there and people expressing how depressed they are and all these other things. Well, is that really helpful to me? I guess that's the question that I'm asking myself. So, you know, it's not all been bad. I think for Instagram, I've really had a a good time using Instagram. I'm learning to use it better, um, to be more authentic, to just post things that might be snapshots of my life or something that I've created and not really try to position it too much. That's kind of what I would like to do is head more in that direction. And if people are curious about what I'm doing, that they'll seek it out. You know, if I'm giving people compelling content, they're going to seek that out. And so taking a step back from some of these projects, I'm just wanting to figure out how to use social media to have more conversations. I think I also plan to consolidate some of these accounts a bit more, too. Another kind of goofy thing that I think about a lot is saving my eyesight. I mean, I stare at a computer screen all day, then I come home, and if I have a couple hours that I want to spend on something on the computer, I'm just, there it is, it's more screen glare, and I'm slowly taking percentages of eyesight <laughs> health away from myself is kind of like my perception. It may not be reality, but in recent years, my eyes have actually gotten pretty fatigued by all this screen gazing. So it points to this idea of personal well-being in a broader sense, right? And as a creative, I can't really spend time making things if I don't have health, my health, my personal health. So that's another thing I've been giving thought to is, hey, how do I make sure that I'm making some time for, you know, making enough time for sleep and giving my eyes a break and getting some exercise? Because, hey, I want to avoid as many 
problems as I can in old age as I can. So anyway, I'm thinking of just kind of getting back more into ink drawings and watercolor as a way of giving my eyes a rest from the screen glare. Um, I got turned on to field notes, which I think you guys kind of probably already know about. Maybe you don't. This isn't an ad for field notes. No one out there is paying me to tell you about field notes. But uh, yeah, they're these little sketchbooks that I found on the internet and I found through um, Draplin Design Company. And uh, I was pretty impressed by their mobility and just how easy they are to carry around. So I think what I'm going to do is just try to be more cognizant of sitting down at the computer when I'm ready to execute on something that maybe I drew up in my sketchbook. And that's basically all that, that that's about. So the fourth topic is all about this idea of t I want to take things slower but get more done. Like I've alluded to before, it's a rat race, man. I mean, I have a 30-minute drive into work both ways. It's a fast pace when I'm there. I get home, I'm pretty drained. So... I tend to be a little slower at times with ramping back up when I get home creatively. So, especially in the summer when, you know, the heat just drains you. So, anyway, there's this kind of this thing that I saw on TV that kind of reminds me and sums this whole thing up a little bit is, is watching this cooking show. And one of the contestants on this cooking competition was saying something to the effect of, how does this other guy move so slow in the kitchen but get so much more done? And so she was comparing kind of her situation to his. And it was interesting because as I, I started watching the guy and how they cut the video, you know, you start seeing how he's making his decisions. And every movement that this guy was making to produce this dish, it seemed like he was putting some forethought into it even before he got to that, you know, action. So there was a lot of intent involved. And so for me, I think over the next few months, I'm going to be, you know, just trying to give that some more thought, doing things with more intent, being more methodical and calculated, and then getting more done, but not just throwing hours at a project, hoping that I'll get it done with more hours. That's not how I want to be able to, to produce things. I want to focus on quality. And again, when I sit down to do something, be able to execute on it. And, um, it goes back to this whole idea too, that, you know, I've been working on world of Renaga now for seven years. It's a project that's really near and dear to my heart. It's rooted in fiction. That's a big part of my childhood. And I'm going to keep doing that project as long as my heart's beating. But I have other ideas for other art projects and design things that I want to I want to do too. And so if I really want to get those done, I think kind of streamlining how I use my time will really help me do that too. The last thing I wanted to mention was I've been giving thought to scarcity. I want to make things that remain discoverable somehow. I want to make things that can still be stumbled upon that that they're timeless and they kind of have, I don't know, I don't know if you guys have heard of this idea of slow culture. I'm assuming most of you have, but slow culture, it's all about things that stand the test of time. And that's really what I want to be known for making. This isn't really a popular idea these days, you guys, because, you know, we live in a fast paced culture with fast culture and pop culture is the same. 
I think it means really just ultimately not trying to make me too products or pieces of art. For instance, I can give you this example. And I want to be careful how I say this because I'm really not a judgmental person. I try to, to see both sides. And I think a lot of things in life are just a battle of dueling truths most of the time anyway. But at the Phoenix Comic Con, I get to interact with a lot of artists every year who are working hard in their own rights to make things that are authentic and as original as they can. And I'll rattle off some names here because these are local people that I really respect. Um, Jason Gonzalez with Castle and Key Publications. Um, David Peterson, he's not local, so I lied. David Peterson is not local. He does Mouse Guard, though. He, he's up in, um, I believe, the Midwest. I think Minnesota, Michigan. Anyway, and then there's Travis Hansen with Bean Leaf Press. He's not local either. I think he's Seattle, so forget the whole local thing. Uh, Daniel Davis with Steam Crow Press. Tavis Maiden with Thunderskull Press. These are people... Hey, if you guys are out there listening, again, thanks for the time you spent connecting at this Phoenix Comic Con. It was great. But, you know, these are people that, local or not, they are doing the best they can to make authentic and original things. Well... There's a ton of skilled artists at the Comic-Con that are just drawing up their versions of pop culture characters and icons. So they're making, cranking out the Hulk illustrations and cranking out the Thors and the Spider-Mans and all the other things. And I love those characters. I grew up with them. I just want to be the opposite of that. I want to show, I want to show in my work that I'm trying to be different. And that means that I got to mine I kind of got to dig deeper into my own imagination to find what I'm really capable of doing. And um, if I think about where all the things I'd like to do in the future with the time I have left on this planet, it's only really going to happen if I can create art and stories and experiences that are as authentic as possible. And so taking a step back over this past couple months has really helped me to see some ways that I really want to do better at that. So as far as creative drive goes, you know, I plan to continue recording episodes, but maybe just more on a more flexible schedule. You know, the main reason I started creative drive was to give back to other creatives. I don't get out to all of the Phoenix is a really sprawling city, so I don't always get out to all of the events happening around town all the time. And, you know, it's my way of sort of participating and giving something back that's out there. But, you know, whether that's local or abroad to people that I may never, ever meet, the whole goal was to help out in some small way. And um, I want to do this thoughtfully and when I'm inspired to do it. So this means I might post several shows in a row and then have a month break or a two-month break again. But, you know, I'm taking a step back from a lot of things and then figuring out how to restart them and infusing more quality, more thoughtfulness. So what could this all mean for you? I've done a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time this episode talking about where I'm at in my head, and that's all fine, but what does this mean for you guys? Well, I wrote down some questions. You know, I don't know if these will be helpful, but they were questions that kind of have been posed to me that I've been challenged to think about, and I'll just pass them along. You guys do what you will with them. 
But these are some questions that might indicate it's time to push that restart button. You know, it's time to think about making a new beginning somehow, or at least evaluating where you're at. So the first couple questions are, are your efforts on social media rewarded with conversations? Are you actually talking with anyone? Or do you find yourself just pushing a lot of messages out there? And you always, uh, you know, there's people out there at the school of thought that you always got to be promoting. And I get that. This is the nature of capitalism in our society. But the thing is, as an artist, as a designer, I think, again, if you're making compelling content, people are going to want it. And so how can you make more pull for what you do rather than focus all the time on pushing what you do? That's some questions I've been faced with. Another set of questions are, are my values and goals the same now as they were when I started my creative journey? If not, how does this affect what you do now? So the nature of having a business is that sometimes you have to reevaluate and adapt to who your customers are. Well, it's the same with being just, an, again, a person, an individual. As an individual who might share creations with the world, do you need to adapt? Is it time to relook at how you're doing things and maybe take a step back and think about how to build more intent and move with more purpose and try to save some of those hours of time for yourself, you know, or for your family or for your friends or whatever. And lastly, do I have time for sleep, personal well-being and my family and friends? And if not, how can I create a more sustainable schedule? This is a constant issue, right? It's a constant effort, I should say. And it's nothing that ever, no one will say they probably got perfect. Um, I try to go to bed at 10 every night and wake up at 5 every morning. Does that always work? Absolutely not. But again, just taking that time to think about, you know, how can I make the most of when I sit down to execute something? How can I make sure I'm actually ready to do it rather than just sitting and um, being an idol unnecessarily. So these are some of the things that I've been thinking about. And thanks for bearing with me. I changed up the schedule, changed up what we're going to talk about. I think I'll probably keep things that way for future episodes of this. Every episode will come out and I'll just kind of announce what that topic's going to be then. And you'll be able to get an idea from the titles and stuff. But again, if you guys have questions, if you want to contribute or you know pose some other suggestions for me, or want to share your thoughts, I'm always open to receiving that. And I'll give you the address here, email address to send some comments to. Um, but before that, just real quick by way of announcements, Renaga.com is kind of undergoing a redesign. And I've been using Adobe Muse. I don't know if you guys are, are using any Adobe products, specifically Muse. Uh, I'd be interested to talk to anyone out there who's using Muse and some of the tricks and tips you, you guys might want to share with me. But that's a that's a uh, program that I'm trying to learn more about. I think it has some huge potential long term, but it is a, a you know still fairly in its you know infancy stages of being sort of supported and promoted through Adobe. But anyway, the site is under maintenance. I got a lot of images and written content to add. So I should be done with all of that during August. And I just want to put that out there for any people who um, are visitors to the Renaga site. That's renaga.com, R-Y, 
N-A-G-A. And that's the site for World of Renaga. And thanks for bearing with the uh, construction stuff happening there. But I just wanted to keep the site up while I was making changes to it so that you can see kind of the progress as I go. So in closing, do you want to submit a question for the show or share a comment? Email me at ericsdesk at gmail.com. This has been Creative Drive. I'm Eric Torres. Thanks for listening. Today's Afterthought. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Or you live long enough to see yourself become an old guy meme. <laughs>